Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan. And I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me. And you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Cheers. Here's Siddle. He's got And welcome back to another episode of Two Sticks in a Gully. We're all here. The three of us are here. Hey. Seems to be a rare occurrence recently of recent times, but we are. We're all here in the studio. So, hello, Captain Gary. How are you? <laughs> hey, guys. How are you? I'm back. I've made it back. Made it back. You're even Captain Gary in the off-season. Oh, oh he's always God. Captain Gary. <laughs> yeah, that's annoying, trust me. Until, <laughs> until he gets uh, knifed in the back by some upstart in his club and he's replaced as captain, he'll be Captain Gary. <laughs> Better keep an eye on that VC of yours, mate. <laughs> and of well, course, who am I keeping an eye on? You're the VC of me. Oh, I'm not going to knife you in the back. Uh, all right, so you'll knife you in the front. So, no, no one. You give my vice captaincy credit, like credibility. No one would take me seriously. Actually, well, I didn't do a horrible job when I had to fill in. No, I give you all the hard tasks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm Glenn. I'm on board. <laughs> By the way, uh, so we have cricket to talk about. How great is that? Yeah, yeah that's great. Cricket podcast is usually pretty good. Yeah, well, it's in live cricket. We don't have to make stuff up, and you know, <laughs> you guys are really keen because I'm not making you pick another random eleven under some strange criteria, which Look, you um, don't do any homework and then do it while we're recording. I I love the creativity that we have to go through to get get to the eleven. Though <laughs> I do, I do. Homework, the, the, the best car, 11 right. of players with an R in their name who debuted on a Thursday. Yeah. Well. Wow. That could be coming up. That would be pretty rare. I don't think many tests on a on Thursday. Thursday. Wow. So, yeah. All three guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, th- this is the kind of nonsense I put them through their paces and I get told, I don't think we should do an 11 this week, Aaron. I'm like, but come on. But, and we're also like, like so pleasant about it too. <laughs> There's going to come a day you're going to get an abusive text from We should do an 11 about this strange topic. No. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> okay. 
It'll, it'll be like the challenge system on the on the NRL. Yeah, <laughs> you only get one. Whenever it's not a good one, you don't get it again. <laughs> um, so yes, we have two tests from England and New Zealand to talk about. Um, our friends over the ditch did us proud, leading into the World Test Championship. And the West Indies had a game against South Africa, so we'll have a bit of a chat about that um, before we get into some other bits and pieces towards the end of the podcast. We've got lots of critical goodness coming your way straight yeah. after this. It's coming! Knocked him over! The pressure was too much! New Zealand and England took part in a two-test two series, which has just wrapped up. Bit of a warm-up for the World Test Championship for, uh, for the Kiwis, and a little bit of revenge for the, uh, the World Cup final. So, uh, mm. New Zealand, our friends across the ditch, yep. do what we love, which is to wake up in the morning and see that England have had a batting collapse and lost the game. So, well done to the boys over there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why we always glory in, in the defeat of England, even when we're not involved, but it... it it almost feels as good. Yeah, it, it feels like we are involved. Like somehow it's it, our victory. It's so. like it's like your little brother beat up the school bully kind of thing. <laughs> like you have, didn't have anything to do with it, but you're still kind of proud. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> so um, yeah, so it's a two-test series. The first game was a draw, and in true English dower style, after uh, oh, Kane Richardson yeah. had the sporting the, declaration, sporting declaration um, England then batted to see out the draw and so there was uh yeah it was a rain affected game and most people think uh, pretty sure that if uh, there wasn't any rain new zealand mopped england up with that one and mm. then they had a comprehensive victory in the second test so they win at one nil and uh looking in fine form and haven't they started in fighting over there at england oh yeah it doesn't take long for them to <laughs> eat them eat their remarks same out here we yeah, we tend well, to eat true. our own when we when we don't go well. Um, yeah, I'm, but everyone's got a really different opinion of, of what the problem is. Whereas I feel like here it's it's generally agreed upon that you know this guy's got to get axed or you know yeah. whether or that be premature or not. That usually the one thing is enough of enough we can't pick player A yeah. and we all just hammer away at that point. Whereas yeah, in but, England but are like, like you're, you're retired players who are you know commenting on it are like no NASA's got it all wrong. It's it's yeah you know they just, just picking at everything. Like, yeah. Oh my god! They've also got an Ashes series coming out and their team yeah. is in shambles at the moment. So I can sort of see why. We'd be in the same boat if we were about to go over to England well, and we got trounced by <laughs> New Zealand at home. We'd be like, we've got an Ashes series coming up and we this is happening. So well, To be honest, like this, you could see it coming. Like The the faith that they put in Dom simply, they, they saw him like graft out a... What, was, what did he score against us in the last Ashes? It was like a... Nothing. I don't know. It was some Rory Burns was the one that yeah was the thorn in our side. I think yeah, and uh, who did actually I just have don't a... know what they saw in simply. He, he just wasn't he wasn't much good. He just does just because you haven't got any shots doesn't mean that you're tough. Yeah, England but... England mistake <laughs> England mistake Dower with, with... defensive. All yeah. the time. It's like, yeah. oh, well, he goes at a strike rate of 40, so that must mean he's a guy that'll see off the new ball and, yeah. um, you know, and really hold the innings together while we bat around him. are like, no, it just uh, means he just, can't play any shots. Yeah, he just doesn't put any pressure on the on the opposition attack. Um, and the, the guy who did score runs in that series, Rory Burns, 
I did pretty well against New Zealand. I just can't see his technique working in Australia. He's going to get caught in the gully uh, pretty much 50% of the time. Well, we were doing that in England where the pitches don't bounce as much, and so you can guarantee that if he comes over, that'll be our avenue to dismiss Rory Burns. Before we get yeah. too far ahead and speculate on the Ashes, because yeah. I feel that's Sorry. an episode down the line, we should talk about how well the Kiwis did play. Um, yep. Firstly, Devin Conway, who has been an uh, extraordinaire in the coloured clothing, had his test debut, double hundred on, on debut, debut. Um, is the highest score on debut by an opener at Lords. Right. Um, yep. Highest amount of runs in a test on debut There's, as well. There wasn't a long list of people who made double hundreds on three, that debut. Three, I think. I think there's three. I, I can't remember their names, but I, yeah. I think there's three. Yeah. Saying that, though, like, if he was an English player and an Australian player, he'd get dropped for the next game. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I've got to say I was very impressed. I saw a good part of that innings, and uh, it just looked unshakable. He didn't, it didn't, there wasn't a shot out of place, um, especially considering his reputation as a sort of Hacker in the 2020 game. Well, not so much a hacker, but someone who's aggressive. He's a stroke. He's a stroke player. I think it's probably more a more <laughs> polite way of. He's not. He's not like uh, Cedric he, Simmons he, he, who plays. You'll uh, see him down in third grade, just just hacking the cow, just mowing the cow. Uh, but he was certainly someone that did like to play his shots, and so that yeah. you know, playing in England, first first game at Lords, dealing with the slope and all that, you could. Understand yeah. there being some some gaps in the technique, but he looked quite assured while he was playing, and um, yeah, yeah, and and in that innings, um, he had a lot of different challenges. Like he had the the mini collapse in the through the middle order. He had to bat with the tail. He had to pretty much do absolutely everything. Well, really, the only help that he had throughout the entire innings was from Henry Nichols, who scored sixty one, and then. Um, yeah. Uh, Latham made 23, Williamson and Taylor made 13 and 14, and then the next highest score was Neil Wagner, who's slogged out scoring 25, he batting at 11. amazing. He played some amazing shots in that inning. Did you see them? <laughs> like, this guy is wasted at 11. He, yeah, I mean, I just, like, on the up off the back foot, like, Calypso style. I don't know, yeah. I, um, then in, in return, like we said, Rory Burns came out and scored a, a great knock opening the batting. Um, yeah. And then from there, it got a bit uh, hit and miss. Sibley got a duck. Crawley's uh, form has come to a complete halt. He's got a two. Um, <laughs> it is a shame. That's one of the guys I do like from England. <laughs> Southie picked up a six for. So both um, yeah. uh, Conway and Southie got themselves on the honours board, board at Lords, which is a big deal because New Zealand don't get to play there very often. I think we take... No. Um, Test matches at Lords Grant for granted a little bit, playing there every you know every yeah. other winter. Um, this is probably the last time, well, it'll be the last time that Southie would get to play at Lords. Um, yeah, Con- Conway's a, a late debutant; he might not get to play at Lords again either. So yeah, um, yeah, I think he's twenty nine. Oh wait, where's the? Is it? No, they're not playing at Lords for the. I thought they were playing at Lords. For the, I think they moved the final. It's no longer at Lords. I think oh, it's at God's sake. Southampton. No. I think they're playing the final. Southampton. Oh, yeah, yeah. that's the that's the true home of cricket. <laughs> uh, and then yeah, so moving on from there, they came out and they batted with a bit of um, you know try to get the the pace moving along, set a, set a target to declare. They lost a day to rain. The key, these are the Kiwis that is um, declared, and then yeah, England just. 
Dropped okay. anchors from the get-go. Rory Burns and scored 25 off 81. Dom Sibley was not out 60 off 207. Uh, Crawley got two off 25. You know, Root batted the same way he normally does, 40 off 70. But no one was in a real hurry to get anything done. Really robbed the fans. Mm. And it's the first time paying fans have seen cricket in England for quite a while and sort of yeah. robbed them of a, yeah, well at least a bit of a spectacle. You well, know? well done, England. So, how, yes. how long did they have to chase those runs? Uh, so they, what, they needed 270 to win and they had... I think two sessions, two and a bit sessions, maybe. Oh, so, I, would, I would have a crack. So 60 overs. That's well. Oh, seven, They had 70. They The game wrapped up and they New Zealand had bowled 70 overs. At, uh, you just, yeah. yeah I mean, well, you they just would have wrapped up at, I don't know. You just got to respect that declaration as well. Like, Williamson just just backed his bowlers. One, one thing that, that, that I noticed uh, floating through the rounds on social media just after that... Um, was there was a, a lot of talk uh, in comparing the sporting declaration of Kane Williamson to Tim Payne's failure to declare at uh, at Sydney yeah. and then not declaring at the Gabba in the Indian tests. And I'd just like yeah. to point out to those people that um, in the, Indi- the, the Gabba test, India chased down the runs. So yeah. all the talk about declaring early was would have been even worse for Australia. And uh, I think we had 130 overs at the Indians at Sydney in the fourth innings, and we yeah. only taken five wickets. Yeah. So, like, how I don't think a sporting declaration would have helped Australia in either of those. So, no. you know, I, I, there are times where captains certainly probably bat too long to try and take away a. Yeah. one result. So it's yeah. either loss or draw. That's all you're getting, and sometimes that mm-hmm. makes it. You know, if teams drop anchor and it makes it hard to make any headway. So I certainly agree yeah. with an argument of keeping all three options alive to sort of coax or some attack out of the other side to maybe take wickets. But yeah, yeah the people that are saying that Tim Payne missed a trick with his declarations against India, we I would think have, you, we would have lost that test as well. <laughs> I, I, I don't think it was the declaration that's the issue with the bowling. I'm sorry, yeah, we just didn't take any wickets in the fourth innings. Um, so, yeah, so rain certainly saved England there, and they looked very shaky, um, and then they uh, came to the second test, and it didn't really get much better there for the Poms. Um, no Kane Williamson, unfortunately. Yeah, so there was a raft yeah. of changes for both sides. <laughs> Will Young came in and played very well. So, yeah, Will Young came in, uh, Blundell came in, Daryl Mitchell came in, Matt Henry and Ajaz Patel and Trent Bolt all came in. So, so, so New Zealand, Zealand two, two point. Dollar, maybe? Yeah. 2.0. The only only, uh, member of the attack that stayed was Wagner. Neil. Yeah. I don't think. You'd have to chop his arm off to get him out of the attack. (laughs) Yeah, true. Um, Rory Burns again, 80 off 187. He's looking more assured at the top. I've got questions about his, his technique out in Australia, but he's certainly looking like he's probably grafting himself into a guy that can be a... A successful opener for them in England. In England, <coughs> yeah, um, he's got a way to runs in first class cricket over in the yeah, county I system mean, behind him. They've they've found him. There 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 are a lot of moving parts in that technique. I don't know how yeah. it'll go. Australia, South Africa, bounce sort of bounce. Um, um, we already know that it's not great over in the subcontinent either. But yeah. uh, but he's certainly doing the job over there. Um, Dan Lawrence is a guy who was also impressed. We've got left straight on 81 off 124, batting with a tail. He looked really well put together. And he had a couple of good innings over in India as well. I think England have found a bit of a gem there in their middle order. Yep. 
Holly Pope, <laughs> the jury's still kind of out on him. Um, yeah, uh, I think um, Michael Vaughan, he came out with a, a Facebook post or a, you know, a social media post where he said he likes the look of Ollie Pope. He's got all the shots, but he can't play in innings. Yeah, right. Um, yeah. You know, he, he, he's more than happy to, you know, in any situation, you can put him in. He's got the shots to do what he needs to, but he just doesn't have the ability to actually play the game in front of him. Mm. So when the going's easy, Ollie Pope looks like he's a million dollars, and when the going's tough, he's struggling to apply himself in the most appropriate way that's best for the side. And I think that's probably... Yep. On the money, you see Ollie Pope sometimes and you're just like, wow, this kid has got it all. Yeah. And then there are other times he just finds the most ludicrous ways to get himself out. Yeah. Has that, uh, has that uh, Bracey, has he scored a test run yet? <laughs> um, I believe <laughs> he's got eight test runs. Now. Oh, okay. Good, good. You got eight he, in a second. He, he got a pair on debut. Didn't I bet you 50 bucks that he at least double his average? <laughs> <laughs> Pretty sure I did. Um, it was a game for the 80s, though. Uh, Devin Conway, Will Young, Ross Taylor, and uh, Dan Lawrence all managed to score 80s in this game. And Rory Burns. No one went on to score 100. But uh, yeah. New Zealand got in the ascendancy. They were all out for 388 after England put on 300. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. James Anderson found it tough in this one. Only one wicket oh, in the yeah. for the Test match. He's uh, he's crawling to the uh, to the finish line, <laughs> I think. And he uh, also became the most Test capped player um, of any English player. He did. This he did. He did. Uh, and then the second innings, what um, we all love to see: an English collapse, high score of twenty nine, which was Mark Wood. Really? Yep. Which, which, who doesn't know? He's a bowler. <laughs> um, which set uh, England, oh, so New Zealand 40, 40-ish for victory, whatever it was. I think they still lost three wickets. Two, they lost two wickets. Two wickets. Uh, Conway mm. and Stone both got out chasing yep. that down. Latham, who was captaining the side in Kane Williams instead, steered them home. And 1-0 victory to the Kiwis. Well done. Did Trent Bolt. Got a lot in the uh, second innings, did he not? Uh, I know Trent Bolt, I think, did most of his damage in the first, first one. They had a, Trent Bolt got four for 85 um, and then two for 34. But, like, in the second innings, Matt Henry got three, Bolt got yeah. two, Wagner oh, got okay. three, Patel got two. So it was a, so shared it, was around. A it was a team effort in um I, I in see that, uh, that New Zealand have dropped Mitchell Satnar for the... Uh, World yeah, they, they <laughs> stuck with AJ Patel as their spinner. So. Oh, yeah. Um, I know, pretty good movie. <laughs> it's a fraction toothless. I didn't see Patel bowl, I've got to say. Yeah, yeah I, I missed on that one, unfortunately. Yeah. He um, he bowled some nice stuff. I don't think he's got any danger of being a like a... The next, their next worn, but he, yeah, certainly looked more... Uh, like their next Vittori, Aaron. Vittori. <laughs> Well, that was supposed to be Santa. Santa was supposed to be there for Tory. He yeah. just bowls short. <laughs> yeah, just bowls darts all day. <laughs> I, saw, I saw my favourite bit of commentary, I think, like just sneaky banter in commentary. It was um, Simon Duell in commentary with um, uh, you know, all of the other palms, and he was going through doing comparisons of the their sides. Batting lineups is basically 
stick it in going, I did where, where are yeah. he better than you? So they showed off and said, look, at this is the you know this is the big problem with England right now and showed up all of their career averages. And there was, you know, you Joe Root, who's averaging 47 or whatever it is. Yeah. And then you have a look here, everyone else is in the mid-30s. And they've gone, oh, oh, we've got... Ben Stokes has got to come back into that side as well. He'll, we'll he'll, he'll he's gone. Oh yeah, Ben Stokes. So we'll add uh, we'll add thirty seven to that. So we've got a uh, a forty five, <laughs> and then a don't forget the thirty seven. Make sure we put that thirty seven in, guys. Right, remember the thirty seven. <laughs> <laughs> and then you look there. So with that forty five and that thirty seven, yeah. that everyone else is averaging in the mid thirties. Then he goes. Now let's look at New Zealand's, and then when I look, so we've got uh, Kane Williamson's fifty five. Yeah. 55, do we hear that right? 5, 5, 55 to go back in there. Yeah. And then just went through. And then like most of the guys for playing for the Kiwis yeah. have all got an average well above 40 mm, in their top a, six. And their lowest it's a golden is, period for them. Oh, this People is un- unquestionably the best, New Zealand, yeah. the best New Zealand side ever. Like mm, not I, even... I love New Zealand. I love their cricket team. Because it's, it's like the... I don't know how to say it properly, but we're just going to wait. It's, it's like the this special ed class from across the <laughs> have come along, and they are smoking people, and I'm thoroughly enjoying it. Yeah, I, I, I think special eds. I know what you're saying. I, 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 you know what I, mean. I think people look at them going, "There's no way in yeah. New Zealand." Could yeah. be good at cricket. They're yeah, just there's yeah. four million of there's like twenty five of them over there. Most yeah. of them play rugby. How could they? Oh my god, they just smashed us. Yeah. yeah. Up against, uh, yeah, up against a talent pool for this World Test Championship that uh, is around the, the billion mark. Yeah, uh, oh, yeah, totally. They're just the they're ultimate. Just, nobody but, told them that they're supposed to be crap, so they're good. Yeah, so but, yeah, yeah. I love. I just love Simon Dool just in the commentary <laughs> yeah, box, yeah, just yeah, sticking it in, going, "Look at all, look at these averages. Ever the lowest average we've got is Tom Latham, our opener, is like forty-two. So yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's just, that is it is good. I mean, like he was making a point. You know, he was being cheeky as yeah, as, uh, yeah. and then they deserved to be because they were robbed of a World Cup. So. And he also uh, had to apologise to the Bracey family because of that time. <laughs> 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 Bracey had an average of zero <laughs> from two innings. No, it was three at that point, I'm pretty sure. Oh, all right, three in yeah, three, three, yeah. Gosh. Um, yeah, it wasn't going well for Paul Bracey. Not a, not a great start to his career. But, yeah, I didn't do it. And he's right. New Zealand are in, yeah, unquestionably their richest vein of form they've, they've had in their in their cricketing their cricketing history. It's, it is unquestionably the best mm. New Zealand side. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, so that... Uh, that moves them on now. They've got their warm-ups done. They're moving on to the World Test Championship against India, which they yep. qualified for. Yep. And England have got some thinking to do to get ready for an Ashes series coming up. So we'll start off... Uh, I suppose we'll start off with the World Test Championship. So what are our thoughts? Oh, I'm so that? excited. I'm going to sit up and watch the whole thing. Yeah, I'm excited um, too. Uh, I, New Zealand are going to rout India. A rout. Rout. Right. Rout. What are you going with, Glenn? Um... Route. <laughs> um, I think, yeah, I, I think New Zealand should be the favourite. So it's, um, you know, they beat India last time uh, India went to New Zealand. And I think New Zealand is uh, close to English conditions as well. And they've got uh, three really good bowlers that, that suit, at least three. You know, you could almost pick uh, a sort of, they've got a kind of cartel, of fast bowling cartel of of guys who are in form and suit the conditions. And um, India have a lot of talent, but, uh, yeah, I think the conditions just tilted in uh, New Zealand's favour. Yeah, well, they do have a, a very strong bowling lineup, India, but I don't think they've really got an out-and-out swing bowler. 
No. Um, where New Zealand do in Trent Bolt. I think that's going to be huge with a Duke ball. It's possible that they do and they just don't play in conditions that, that suit them. swing. So <laughs> we'll, we'll see that uh, in the, the test series coming up. But like Jasper Brummer is a guy that usually is seen movement. Um, Ishan yeah. Sharma gets a little bit of swing, but I think more mostly he's a stand to seam up sort of bowler. Um, uh, is Shami back from injury? Yeah, yeah. well, Shami would be, even he's very much sort of seam. Mm. More than swing, like he gets a bit of swing. Cooler Sacra would be, um, no, Bhuvaneshwar Kumar. Cooler Sacra is, <laughs> is, is, is the Sri Lankan. So Bhuvaneshwar, Bhuvaneshwar Kumar, <laughs> yeah, is yeah. The, He'd um, be the genuine, genuine swing. But I don't yeah. know if he's going to, to play in the game. He's been shuffled down the uh, pecking order. They do, they do have a very, very talented bowling lineup that should make the most out of what we've seen friendly conditions and imagine over in England as well. But um, yeah. I think that Trent Bolt is going to be the ace in the hole with being able to swing that juke ball. Yeah. Um, so I think New Zealand will be favourites as well, but I don't think it'll be a route. I think that this Indian side has proven when you know they came over to Australia and they were supposed to get absolutely manhandled, yeah. and they beat us, beat a basically full-strength Australian side over here. So I think it would be silly yeah. to count the Indians out. I think New Zealand will get the job done, mm. but I think it will be a very interesting game. Yeah, what do you think they'll go with? Do you think uh, New Zealand will use... Um... DeGrandum, or do you think that they'll go with six specialist batsmen? I think they'll go... I reckon they'll have Bolt, they'll have Jamison, they'll have Southie. Yeah. And... Um, what about Wagner? Do you think he'll play? Oh, and Wagner will play as well. So, yeah, so they'll probably go with those... I don't know. I mean, well, who are they going to leave out? you got to leave out Southie. No, you're not going to leave out Southie. You know, well, you'd have to probably leave out Jamison then. Oh, Jamison does it great. Look, they're spoiled for resources there. Yeah. Um... They might not even bother with a spinner. No, they will. Um, well, I, my concern is I, I can't wait to see the pitch. Yeah. If, if the pitch looks like a normal pitch, normal English pitch, I'll be happy. Oh, I'm a little bit concerned because yeah. it's an ICC event. It's yeah. not an England yeah. event. Yeah. And so it was an England oh. event. You know, sure as hell, it'll be green and it is swing, yeah, yeah. but we're thinking the same thing. It's an ICC event, and I reckon this thing could be the roadiest road that ever roaded yeah. in England. So dusty yeah. that yeah. Oh, I don't think it'll be dusty, nah. but I do think it'll be tame. I, I'm very concerned that it will be tame, a very tame yeah. English wicket. Well, you don't, you don't, you want a result. Yeah, it's only one test. Yeah, but I'm sure they'll want a result that goes okay. Way. To- being, being the total, <laughs> being the total cynic here. Like we yeah, said, there's right. 25 people in New Zealand and there's a billion people where, let's face it, test cricket is God. not their favourite. No. It's not their favourite. If it's not um, rugby, they're not watching it. No, I'm talking right. India. India are very right. much get behind your uh, one-dayers and your T20s. Their, their yeah. test cricket is, at the moment, you is not in their... It's, like, it's not their favourite. It's, yeah, it's not yeah. their least favourite format. It's yeah. probably Indians. It's still cricket, though. It's the it's for the players. It's their favorite. It's players. It is, but for the fans, it's probably their least favorite format. And I think that um, a way that trying to energize those fans that get behind Test cricket. Yeah. Like the cynic in me says that the ICC very much want an Indian victory. Yeah. Because then it gets oh yeah we're the World Test Championships and then then Test cricket gets you know not that you need to really worry because there's so much backing in India of these but that just that extra you know, spark of enthusiasm for Test cricket in India yeah. is worth a whole lot more money to the RCC than if New Zealand did it for the the 
10 people left in New Zealand who aren't currently playing cricket yeah. to <laughs> get excited for. Yeah. Um, so you how think pissed that, would you be if you were one of those 10 people? <laughs> oh, they're in bloody England. I can't even go. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, that's my cynic. I'm, I'm really hoping that they just play it down the line and you make it stereotypical-ish English conditions. Well, usually usually in England, if you have decent weather, you get a result. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I'm, I'm concerned that it's not going to be a fair playing field. Uh, well, yeah, well, if it uh, is. Have to wait and see. Who are we going to argue But they're going to have to take, ICC. they're going to have to leave one of those seamers out on. Yeah. Jameson. I would imagine, I would imagine the pitch will not be one that you'd be able to play four quicks on. Yeah. It'd, it'd be one that they would be making it <laughs> as balanced as they could because they want to play into guys yeah. like Ashwin or Jadeja's hands to give them something. So it'd be, I don't think New Zealand can go with four quicks, so they'll have to play. I reckon they'll have to play Patel. Yeah. So they'll have to leave and, one of them out. And I think they will play DeGrandum as well. So they'll have the four seamers, but they'll have one of them will be part-time. Which I imagine then would mean that Jamison, we'd have to go Bolt, Southie and, and Wagner at yeah. that point. And then DeGrandum gives them the other right armour. And then, yeah, right so he probably bats that. at eight or seven, and then you have Patel in there. Yeah. And then, what I want to know though is, um, do you think India will go with uh, Rishabhapant as their wicketkeeper? Well, you have to. in English conditions. Well, Rishabhapant's or got, he, has or got would he fourth, just be playing as a batsman? He's got a fourth innings hundred in England as a wicketkeeper. Nearly, right. nearly won them an unwinnable game. Yeah, I mean, with, but um, that's that's all well and good with, with the bat. But I mean, the English conditions are very different and very difficult for wicket keepers, and he's, he's shown himself to be a little bit. Uh, I think left that wanting. they will play him and just back him to do just back him to do, do the, the job. job. I think I'd, I'd consider putting Saha in as a specialist keeper, and then it depends. I suppose it the depends set. on the makeup of the team. If guys are like they're going to play three quicks, yeah, they'll want to play a spinner in there. So there's. Yeah. Four, and then you've got to make sure you, you know, possibly they might want to play Jadeja as well, who does well, fairly think... well overseas. And, mm. I don't know. So I would imagine that they won't overthink it too much and they'll play Pant as a wicketkeeper. You know okay. what I, I find really exciting, though, is you've got someone from the subcontinent, someone from New Zealand, um, and they're playing in England. It is bipartisan. It's, it's, it's great. It's... So far outside the norms of what they usually do, it's probably closer to New Zealand than it is to, to India. But there's no home ground advantage. There shouldn't be any doctoring of pitches. There shouldn't be this. There shouldn't be that. Uh-huh. I'm really excited to, to watch what happens. Yeah, yeah it's, good. it's going to be a great series. I'm well, great test. Looking forward to it wholeheartedly. I'm, I've been a big fan of the whole concept. I know it's had its teething issues, and COVID hasn't helped the yeah. those teething issues as well. Um, but uh, I think it's been. I think it's been a success. The World Test Championship. You can mm. tell that teams have got behind it as well. Like there's, there was a lot of you know teams are talking about it. The the it's not just a, an afterthought. The the ramifications of tests as it happens to the World Test Championship is being talked about a lot. So it, I'm, it gives tests tests a meaning now. Yeah, it's not just a simple um, you know, just a, a you know two nations playing off for bragging rights and then I'll remember. Remember four years ago, the last time we came, like there's actual yeah. weight towards it's, it's something. A bit, that, it's so. a, I think they've taken the concept from Australia, England, to be brutally honest. Um, we go to England, we play for the Ashes. It's a trophy. We play for a trophy. 
they come to us. We play for a trophy. Well, there are quite a it's lot a of them. It's a serious bloody trophy. There's quite a lot that do that. So there's the Border Gavaska trophy that we do. Yes, but there's the yeah, De Oliveira trophy, which is England and um, yeah, South no, Africa. I understand that, but we've been doing that since cricket started, um, and hundreds of years, well, hundred plus years. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's the longest running. Yeah. Um, and, and some some of the other ones aren't aren't as long running, obviously, but um, yeah, I think the way the Australian and English people sort of embrace it all, that's what they're hoping with the world. Yeah, to, to generate that sort of interest going forward. Yeah. Go on, straight down the throat of first slips. Uh, moving from the New Zealand-England series, uh, I just wanted to come up with a point. I was watching watching the series, and uh, some of the most notable names coming out of that series in New Zealand were uh, Devin Conway and Neil Wagner, which, when you look into it, uh, they're South African-born. Yep. Who um, who left but South Africa. Not just born in the, ta- in the case of Conway. He uh, played under 19. Both of them the, did. Yeah. Both of them did. In the first-class um, system. So well, the thing I wanted to thought is, you know, these two players, Conway and Neil Wagner, are both attribute their playing for New Zealand as byproducts of the the quota system in um, in South Africa. So I just wanted to have a bit of a chat that about chat about that. Nothing judgmental because we've we've we haven't lived there. We haven't we're gone through. We're outsiders looking in. We're you know <laughs> we're we're middle class white Australians. We've never seen anything remotely close to racism in our lives. So. Before anyone goes, you guys shouldn't be talking about this. No judgment here, but uh, I am concerned. And just having a look at some of the things that are going on, there has been quite a flood of talented South African players who are no longer eligible to play for South Africa. So I thought it was worth looking into. So um, some players who have directly attributed the quota system to them leaving South Africa. So some of the casualties, um, Kevin Peterson. Right. Um, left as a schoolboy because he wasn't getting a fair enough go. He was a hack, though. In, um, in there, he kept missing out, moved to England. He was never going to succeed. Um, <laughs> arguably top three or four English batsmen of all time. Yeah. From South Africa. Uh, like I said, Neil Wagner and Devin Conway. Uh, Simon Harper, who played a few tests for South Africa before realising that he was going to find himself on the outer, um, yeah. became a, a Colpack player played county cricket, and has taken 246 wickets at 19 in the last three seasons. All right. So, astonishing. I'm pretty sure he's Australian. Um, Kyle Abbott, who's taken the fourth best first-class figures of all time. I think it was 17 for 86. I remember Abbott playing a few for... Um, I was wondering what happened there. Riley Rousseau, Dwayne Oliver, Wayne Parnell, Jonathan Trott, um, Craig <laughs> Keysweater. These guys are all ex-players or right. current players that have left because of not being able to get a fair go yeah. in the South African system. Wayne Parnell as well. Mm. Um, and then looking further into it, there are uh, quite a number of players that's uh, in the uh, playing overseas at the moment. So um, Curtis well, Camphor is one who's currently playing for Ireland. Mm-hmm. Um, was told he holds an Irish passport. And so I think he was talking to Niall O'Brien, who said if you come over and naturalise as an Irishman, which you can do because you have an Irish passport, you'll play international cricket yeah. next week. Done. And, and he, what's he going to say? No, thank you. I don't want that opportunity. Um, and, and then something about potatoes. <laughs> so currently... <laughs> They're always on about that. Currently there are 30... Um, 
South African-born players in England, and these are players that uh, have played foundational cricket in South Africa, so not people who have yeah. left at a young age. Is, are you angling for us to make a new 11? No, 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 no. Thank God. <laughs> pack players. No, not, not, I'm, just, I'm just bringing up some of these. Marnus is making that team as well, by the way. <laughs> so... Um, yeah, well, Marnus said so these aren't including players like Marnus Labuschagne and yeah. um, Jason Roy who, who and, and Matt Pryor, who left, and you know, yeah. Andrew Strauss, guys like that who left early. These are guys who yeah. played formative cricket in South Africa and left. Yeah, um, of did, those of yeah. those thirty that are in England, uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, twenty. Twenty of those players have played for South Africa at under nineteen, South Africa A, South Africa Emerging, or South Africa Senior Men Team Cap. So they've represented South Africa, yeah. and then it has become too difficult for them to continue in the side. Yeah, and they've left, and that's that's just in England. Um, there are South African uh, natives playing for Germany. There's a, half a dozen playing in Ireland, um, Italy. There's uh, nine or ten playing in uh, the uh, Netherlands. There's a lot playing in that European cricket league. There's eight currently that are New Zealand. There is 11 currently in um, the USA, and all but two of the USA, South African USA natives, have played for South Africa at some at under 19s, South Africa A, South Africa Emerging level. Right. And there's also five in Scotland. Then that's active players. That's not players that have have yeah. since retired. It's very generous of them to, to ve- develop these players through their well, first that was always, system and then just That was always the around. joke that I made whenever England had a batting collapse, that it was a really poor indictment on the South African first class system. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and so looking into this, they're actually about to increase right. the quota systems to... So starting next year, so if they'll they... field a side of seven players of colour and mm-hmm. three of them have to be Africans. black Africans. Right. I yeah. don't understand. Like, I'm, I'm, I've grown up in Australia. Yes, we can be racist at times. Um, there's 30 people standing in front of me. I, I pick the best players. I don't, I don't care what colour their skin is. Yeah. Yeah, so that's my big thing. So I'll, I would love if anyone listening to the podcast who is from South Africa or, or knows what it's like in South Africa, because like, I don't want to judge because we're not there. We don't know what it's like. Um, and if these are necessary, like I can understand in 1992 when this happened because everyone who's still in charge of those sports uh, from the old school, they you know they were doing their thing in apartheid. So, like, yeah. these are the first guys off the ranks. You've got to make sure they do the right thing. Yeah. So I can understand having these quota systems come through to make sure, you know, that uh, that coloured Africans get these opportunities. But yeah. we're now 30 years down the line. All those people who were in charge during apartheid are now long gone in yeah. terms of being able to, to control the game. Currently, the person who is in charge of the game is Graham Smith, who's arguably one of the best players South Africa's ever produced. You can't tell me that there's real fears that if he didn't have this quota system that he would just not play guys like, you know, well, Rabada and, and mm. De Kock and... and, and, and Tini. And these guys. You, you, oh, you, you mean current players. Sorry. Current players. You can't yeah. tell me that this guy, he's not inter- He's more interested in 
going back to how things used to be and picking only whites and picking an 11, the best 11? Well, I, I thought when he was captain of South Africa, he was uh, he was sort of against that quota system. Well, did he, did he, they interview him? And they, he he was, didn't say he was against it. What he said was, well, he, he, he might have, the one that I saw, he said that he received the 11 that he wanted less than half the time. Less than half the time. Um, so he felt that they were yeah. putting a sub. The, oh, so he a didn't, he didn't make comment on on the system. He just said that this is this, this is what is happened. How it is. Uh, yeah. What I thought our best eleven was. I yeah. received that best eleven less than half the time I took the field. Yeah, and, and I think that they're now they're just missing the mark. Well, I, I, I at some think... point it, it didn't matter. Like the the South African side could still be strong, and be and and have those those limitations, those quotas. Put on them. Um, you can argue that it probably cost them a World Cup berth in um, 2015 because they had to drop Kyle Abbott to yeah. make room for Vernon Philander because they needed to play Vernon Philander for the quota. And Vernon Philander got torn apart yeah. in that game. He was useless. Oh, yeah, that's right. Um, and that. Abbott had taken like a dozen wickets. That was when Elliot 18 or something like that. Like yeah. he was doing really well. And they had to, and that was one of the reasons that really pushed. Abbott into taking up a Colpack contract and it's just like he just knew that, you know, with guys like Mornay Morkel and Dale Stain and, you know, and now Rabada coming through that if there was ever, yeah. like, he was on the outside and if there was ever they needed a, an Afrikaans player to come in, he was likely a player that he was, was going to make way. He was going to get moved on. Um, and now with the increase in quota systems, um, you're seeing young players like and, this Curtis And Camper. they're not particularly strong right now. They're, they've probably fallen off that. That top tier of oh, they, they, they were definitely top four quite quite a few years ago. Yeah. Oh, they were the and, best team in the world easily. And, and yeah, like yeah, turn yeah. turn of this deck or the twenty tens. Yeah, they're a joke. Well, not so much a joke, they're but a they're, joke. They're, they're, they're kind of middling. They're, they're a joke. They're certainly behind they're, the big four. Yeah, Australia, India. New Zealand. Yeah. Um, I think they're probably around the same sort of level as England at the moment because England are struggling. But in the, yeah. I'd, I'd rate Pakistan ahead of them at the moment. Well, but how many yeah. games did they win in the last World Cup? They went into one. Yeah. That, that's, yeah. That's, that's that's atrocious. Yeah, for, their, for a team where they used to be. And the big yeah. problem with that, looking into it, a lot of the players coming through their provincial system, so their first-class system, the, the top-end players tend to be white as well. So and they've got at the moment they've got five spots to play for and it's soon to come four, and and now as a this new generation of, of young white Afrikaans players they're looking at just this absolute roadblock to try and play international cricket for their country and so you can see that lots of them if they want to make cricket a career a lucrative career they have to either be they've got to be journeymen or they've got to be naturalised to play internationally somewhere it's, else. I, I have a feeling it'll be a bit a little bit like. Um, Introducing a policy in Australia where um, uh, half of our team has to come from private schools, which most of our players usually come from, um, and the rest come from public schools. Like th- th- yeah. that'd be atrocious. You, th- who would you you no, leave I'm, out? I'm back in the publics. <laughs> no, come on, the townies. I, 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 would, I would think, obviously, being an outsider and not privy to all the ins and outs of what's going on, you know, behind the scenes well, that, and all the political wheeling and dealing. I would think a much a much better way of evening out the talent should be because I imagine that it's South Africa, a lot of their, their talented young cricketers come from private schools. Similar yeah. to England, similar similar to India, similar to um, Australia, similar to New Zealand. All and you know the socio 
economic state system down there, I would imagine that the overwhelming majority of the students that go to those private schools will be white. So a lot of the cricketers that come out of them tend to be, the good cricketers coming out of them will tend to be white. I would think the, the more prudent thing to do would be to find ways to create pathways in the public system, to create pathways for public school athletes to be, to be developed identified, and identified yeah. and make a, a, a more streamlined way for less financially affluent African players to then be noticed and make their way through. Yeah. And then so by the time you get to first class level, you've got more of an even number of talented white and talented black athletes because you've been developing them at sort of the same sort of levels because you don't need to spend too much money on your private school systems because those private schools have already lots of money. Mm. So then if you de- you put a lot of your development money into places where you're, you know, like a, without, you know, a, taking assumptions, I would assume that a large number of the, the black population in South Africa would tend to come from poorer communities, so harder for them to, to get to all of those development camps and being noticed by scouts and all those. So if you put more money into pathways to access those players, develop those players so they're developing at a similar rate, by the time they get to first-class level, you should then be able, as a a national selector, to just pick whoever you want Mm. and trust those guys that you're picking the best 11. So if the best 11 is nine coloured players, two white ones, then that's what it is. If their yeah. best 11 is 11 white guys, then that's what it is. But you make sure that everyone's got an equal opportunity or as equal as you can get it to get to first-class level and show what they can do and then just let Mark Boucher and Jacques Callis and Graham Smith do their job and pick the 11 best South Africans to represent South Africa and go from there. Because I think surely now you can trust those sort of guys that they're going to do the right thing and pick the best side to win games. So what you need to do now is make sure that Players coming up have the best opportunities to get there. But I think that's where be, they should focus. Would their this efforts. be coming from Smith himself as the leader of South African cricket, or would it be coming from higher than him? It's coming. It's coming from higher than him. Has politicians, to be. yeah, has politicians, to be. and well, South yeah. Africa were getting in trouble for government interference in their in their soil. That's one of the reasons why Zimbabwe got kicked out. It's one of the reasons why the United States got kicked out because yeah. you can't have that. It's not allowed. Right. Um, I just. Yeah. I, I, I just don't get it. Yeah, I don't get it too. And that's part of the reasons why it's so confusing. We're living in, a, in an environment that, um, that's completely foreign. Like, that's completely foreign to us. We have... Um... Well, me, look, I think we've, we've, we've all played against, I suppose you could say, coloured players. Do you see a colour? I see the ball coming at me at about 130 k's an hour. I don't care who lets it go. I don't. It's like obviously we. I, I see color. Yeah, but you but know what I mean. I don't see. I don't look at that person and go, "That clear person is clearly inferior because he's not white." Or, 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 or clearly superior because he's black. There's, so, there's. I don't understand yeah. it. You yeah. pick the best players. There's, there's, there's nothing else about it. Uh, my big concern from here is that, and like there are. There are coaches in articles that I'm looking looking at saying that like he doesn't know why you if as a young white South African that you would bother with a career in in cricket because it's almost it's almost impossible. Do to they have it. a quota system in their rugby? So I, th- well. I, I would, have, I would imagine they would. Well, they had yeah. to put it in for the, that World Cup win that they had. They forced the the selectors to. So I would imagine all their sports have. Those sort of quota systems. It wouldn't that's, just be cricket. That's the wrong way. You're doing it wrong. Okay, but <laughs> yes, and like <laughs> you, 
we haven't lived in an, in, yeah. in a country which said from the outset, you're black, you cannot play. Yeah, I, I and they had that, that for years, which is I why they had to be. I completely, and I don't understand so, that. So they've got to, they've got to do some repair work. I understand that, but I think now that they're, I think they're going too far the other way. It's almost affirmative action racism here. It, I, it's the the way to move forward is not to treat anyone differently. It's to treat everyone the same. Yeah, that is true, and we're sort of getting into a, a fairly heated sort of debate here. But the thing is, all of these black athletes now are starting from. So far back, because like I said, most of the people that will come into their cricket systems will be from private schools, yeah. which are largely not black. I so am, they, I so they don't that. get that. So we can't. You can't sort of just go. All right, the rules are now that blacks can play, and that's what we're going to do about it. So if you're good enough as a black to play, you'll get picked, but then not give them the opportunities. Oh, to I, get I, there. I completely understand. They need to work on their grassroots, but you can't come up and yeah. go. Oh well, we're going to pick six black players or seven black players. The rest of you guys can be white, and that's it. There, there, there should be no number on that. I, I think that they did the right thing initially, post-apartheid. They needed that. They initially, needed to maybe. Them, yep. but, but, you know, we're a generation past that now, and I think that increasing that number is is detrimental to South African cricket. It's, I think, it's I detrimental think to all sports. At, I'm at, sorry. at that level... Like I said, at that level, you should be able to pick whoever you like, and you need to be making sure that coming through, you're identifying talent everywhere. So if, if you're, yeah. the majority of your coloured talent is coming from not private schools, so there's an issue developing, identifying and developing that, you need to put money in, resources yeah. in there. Well, that, to, that's the thing, isn't it? Like, that's, that's why it must be coming from higher than them, because it's a whole lot easier for your government to just say, you've got to pick seven of these players um, than it is for them to actually fund these systems that you're talking about. Mm. It's it's easier for them to appear like they're doing something by yeah making that quota than, than it is to actually sort of work on that. And, and so issues. the thing that they were in this article I was reading is that, you know, it was it, it's especially uh, troubling in um, short-form cricket where the balance of your side might require a spin bowling all-rounder or a fast bowling all-rounder to help everything out. And then if a coloured all-rounder went down, you'd need to replace that with... And you don't have another... The selection of that team must be the... It's like rocket science. So you'd have to end up... We need a right-arm off-spinner who is this race and, uh, you know, grew up in this area. I think a lot of it too is, is... it's coming from over the top of Graham Smith's head um, yeah. because it's it like like Glenn said it's much easier to say oh no you need to pick seven than it is to spend the money. Well, Graham because, Smith was coming under fire recently because he um, appointed Jacques Callis as the batting coach. Right. Um, well, there's and, worse people in the world. And, really, <laughs> and they get oh, oh, and Mark Boucher was the head coach of the side, so they right. he's picked two white guys to two prominent coaching positions. But no one talks about the fact that he picked. Every other coaching position was like fielding mm. coach, bowling coach. Um, uh, there was something else. I think it might have been the women's one. Yeah. Um, he, he appointed four other coaches at the same time who were all coloured. And all people he played plus with. Plus, Jacques Cullis is the yeah. greatest South African but, player probably yeah. ever. If there was a guy that you wanted coaching their young batsman, yeah. it would probably Except be... Except maybe Graham Pollock. Graham Pollock, Barry Richards, or yeah. Jacques Callis. And that's yeah. it. <laughs> I was reading a quote from the, one of the directors that it's... Um, the, like they're really pushing to get more black coaches into this as consultants and stuff. So now 
like from the way that he was saying it, it's like you would only pick a white person if a black person couldn't do that job. Not it, quality wasn't coming into it. Is yeah. could a black person be a good batting coach or be a good coach? Well, yes. Well, pick them. Yeah. This person would be better. Oh, it doesn't matter. A black person can do that job, so you will pick the black person. Those are the rules. So I'm just it. Yeah. it well, just, I, I feel yeah. from here, think, sitting here in Australia, not having faced any of this racism, that it's yeah. it's cutting off their nose to spite their face. And one of the things they're going to um, really hurt them in the long term is you're going to have a generation of young white Africans or South African mm-hmm. players that give up on the sport. Yeah. Because they just can't get in there. Yeah. Well, if, if, if you are a white South African, instead of trying to, well, a uh, cricket player, you, you're, you're trying to make a side with five spots. Well, it's going to be four 12. spots next year. But just, what the actual? <laughs> Stop it. Well, just pick your best players. I, I, <laughs> I, I, I want to see a South Africa that's got 11 of their best. Um, I don't give two shits if they're, they're blue, green, or yellow. Just pick them yeah. and see what happens. I, I, I agree. I think at that level they should be able to do that. Obviously there's there's stuff coming from the ground up like we've talked about that needs to make sure that everyone's afforded a fair opportunity to get to that level. And I think that's probably where South Africa needs to really concentrate on now rather than making it more black people get into the national side as like you have to have more colour people on the national side You've now got South Africa in a position where it's no longer like it's no longer hateful to have coloured people in there. Everyone's you know you've got Rabada, you've got um, you know plenty of well, I, I'd, like to, I'd like to think that it's not. Um, I really hope. Yeah, I would like. Yeah, there've there's now been a long Makai and Tini, uh, Ashwell Prince. You've Some got of these guys that have players. come through, and it's now like yes, it's not considered like oh my god, how could like almost it's normal to have them there now. So now that you've got that, now the public's on board. You've, you know, it's been thirty years since you've come back, and everyone's happy, and everyone's getting sort of a fair go. Ease back on that a little bit. You don't need to take it away. Keep it. No, don't, take it away. Just make it go away. <laughs> I should make it go away in a perfect world, but but you don't need to increase it. You need to now be focusing your efforts on making sure that of the gen- new generation of players, they should be fifty fifty. Mm. What, and if they're not 50-50, why aren't they 50-50? Because oh, all the kids at the public schools are crap at cricket. Well, what do we need to do to make the kids at public schools where most of our black students are better at cricket? That is the sort of the questions you need to be answering now. You've you've now got the, the national dialogue for the side being, yeah, we need to pick black athletes because some of them are the very best that we've got. It's no-brainer. So now make sure that the new guys coming up have equal opportunity so when they get there, you don't have to have a quota system because when you pick your best eleven, mm. it should be you know it should be representative of everyone that's playing. Well, well in Australia, we've got a, a massive Aboriginal population. Um, not many Aboriginals play cricket for Australia, um, and, and nobody's kicking and screaming yet. Yet I say yet. However, they 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 pick the best eleven. Mm. That way, if you go and play football, however, like rugby league. Um, Half the teams are Aboriginal, Torres Strait Islanders, Tongas. Yeah. Like, all so we, we, we had Jason Gillespie, but yeah, I, yeah. I don't think he ever brought it up until Darcy, after he was Darcy retired. Short is another one. He's really? played for Australia. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Um, there's, there's been a few, but nobody 
is saying that there should be six. I, I don't think we have as, as large a population. Oh, I don't think we have a, um, a, a percentage. Big, bigger, bigger problem as well. So We don't have as big a population as we probably should, like a, representat- a representative level. Like it is a bit of a shame that we have nearly none. Yeah. But uh, the reason for that is not because we refuse to pick them. It's just simply because young Aboriginal kids don't. They tend to play rugby league. Rugby league or <laughs> AFL. Yeah. They tend not to play cricket because, well, cricket, like I said, it tends to be a cricket and rugby union tend to be private, private school. schools. Yeah. And uh, a lot of Aboriginal students don't go to private schools. So, yeah. So, yeah, that's that's it. So I, don't, I think we've been con- controversial enough yeah. that we don't want people to bring this back up in 10 years <laughs> and look into our... No, I don't think it's controversial. Like, 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 well, we, might. We, we haven't lived here. Our opinion moving here is that in a perfect world, you should be able to just pick the best players that are there. Obviously, there's been a horrible part of history that's, um, has yeah, meant that that's... We don't that know the wider the social problems that, I mean, that they may have over there either. But uh, I think from an outside perspective, an outside uneducated perspective, I think that they don't necessarily need to drop them, but I certainly think that increasing the quotas is the wrong move and South African cricket should be focusing its attention on making sure that young white athletes, young Afrikaans athletes, young black African athletes are all given as close to an equal opportunity as possible from a young age to be have given access to develop their their abilities, their sporting abilities to then potentially represent their nation. Cool. So once you get you need now that you've got the national the, the national dialogue happy with coloured athletes in the team, yeah. which you've done over the last thirty years and there've been some very successful ones, I, I think making it harder and harder and forcing more restrictions on that is probably not the way to go. They they've they've done that job. Their foot's in the door. Now go back and develop. Got it! Patrick Sloverball! Beautifully bowled! Thought we'd wrap up our podcast tonight by talking about the fact that Australia is going on tour for the first time in a while, which we talked about recently. On tour. We've got some uh, short form cricket to play to get us fit and firing for the T20 World Cup. And we've had some stars withdraw, which is disappointing. Seven stars have withdrawn from the squad, so they have been replaced. Um, Pat Cummins, Glenn Maxwell, David Warner, Marcus Stoinis, Jai Richardson have confirmed that they're withdrawing. I believe they're going to play in the IPL. So, hang on. Stoinis withdrew and Zampa did not. Yeah, Zampa. What's going on? I know. Is there trouble in paradise there? I think... (laughs) (laughs) Um, Steve Smith has uh, withdrawn through injury and won't be going, and I believe Kane Richardson has also withdrawn to spend time with his young family. It's been been difficult because of all of the... uh, isolation, two-week isolation they need going on country, so it's a big deal to go and tour. So there have been some players that have been brought in. You will be happy about this, Glenn. Nathan Ellis has been oh, brought yes. into the squad. Yes! Um, if he's just carrying oh, drinks, I'm going to be annoyed. He's, he's, I'm pretty sure Ellis... He's under the travelling reserve is what ah, he is. But he's El- there. He's El- in the national picture. Ellis is my stoiner. <laughs> <laughs> 
Love the guy. So the current lineup: Aaron Finch is the captain. Ashton Agar, who is a mainstay of our short form, his brother Wes yeah, is he... uncapped. He's getting oh, a nice. run. That's a good selection. Um, Jason Beredorf, Alex Carey, Dan, the man, Uncle Dan Christian, who oh, we've been oh, calling for saying... for ages, has been brought back into the side. Mm-hmm. Hazelwood, Moses Enriquez, Mitchell Marsh, Ben McDermott, Riley Meredith. Josh Phillippe, Mitchell Stark, Mitchell Swepson, Ashton Turner. Well, that's a big squad. Andrew Ty, Matthew Wade, Adam Zampa, and then Nathan Ellis and Tanvir Sanger are our travelling Oh, they're taking Sanger again. Yeah, so he, but he's not in the actual squad. He's a reserve, oh, so I think we'd have to have some injuries before he'd be eligible, but he's there as a yeah. net bowler having a bit of a look at them. Yep. So uh, uh, this, is, um, this is really good. And... Mm. So, obviously, uh, for the players that are going over to the IPL, I do think that that's going to be good for them there. Uh, well, arguably, the World Cup is going to be played in India, so they'd be playing... Um, are they playing in uh, India, though? I don't know where it's going to I'd imagine it'd be the UAE. Um, so, I know there's a bit of disappointment that they're not going to be in the squad, but, you know, most of those players are going to walk into the side anyway, and they are playing, arguably, the high, like the... Uh, the highest form of T20 cricket in the world above yeah. the IPL. So they're going to be match fit heading in. So that's not going to be a drama. And so yeah. the players like Dan Christian so they, and friend uh, players, yeah. they're going to have uh, some more dress rehearsal to try and force their way into the World Cup squad. Yeah, which... I like that. I mean, you can if you've got an opportunity to perform in the, the green and gold. I think um, ideally we would have liked to just get our team together and just get them in and get them doing what they do and running yeah. with a bit of cohesiveness. But uh, unfortunately, they you know we haven't told our players piss off. You can't play the IPL. You're playing for Australia. We've let them go. So which is a bit disappointing. I don't like that um, because mm-hmm. the players that went to the IPL aren't hard up for cash. So I would have liked them to go. Well, right. actually, you know what? I've got a, I've got a, a national game playing, so I'm going to play for my. For my country, um, saying that though, like we, they've all got a shelf life. Let them make as much money as they can. True, <laughs> true. I, I look. I never feel bad for the athletes at this point. Like they, they're making more from one game than I do in a year. So you know, it's cross clean. Like, have, have have you seen me play? Yeah, I have. Give me a run. <laughs> I'll do it. So I think, like, well, we're where, about, where's my auction? <laughs> Put yourself in the IPL auction for next yeah, time. Yeah, I know. I'm pretty sure you can just self-enter. <laughs> oh, man. I, um, when I was in high school, I joked very much about entering my, myself, my friend, me and my friend entering ourselves in the NBA draft when we went through right. our basketball phase. Didn't, right. didn't, didn't a guy do that? Oh, no, and I do. No, I think you sent it to me. A guy had actually entered himself into the draft, and because he wasn't in college, they wouldn't let him in or something. Well, you have to be in college to be in the draft. Oh, I can't. I think you sent it to me. It was years ago now. Could but be yeah, right. I thought it was hilarious. There's no one, no one I've known has entered oh, the yeah, draft, yeah, yeah. so it must have been a story I found of someone taking the yeah taking the piss. But um, no, I think this is good. I think this is going to be great for you know for guys like. Um, you know, Riley Meredith, he'll obviously get a chance to um, be exposed to international cricket. I don't, I still don't think he's going to make the World Cup squad, but I think this is a good chance for him to get in and show that he's got a future as an Australian player. Um, Aaron Finch's last chance. 
let's do stuff. Man. Oh, he'll play the World Cup. Like, he might play the not World Cup. He but needs the... to score some friggin' runs. I would imagine that he... Yeah, I mean, how long do you just cruise through on reputation? Mark Taylor. Well, he did have... Um, in the... <laughs> yeah, but he was a good captain. <laughs> he was a good captain. <laughs> he did have a strong showing in those New Zealand games as well. We forget that. He had uh, yeah, a but, poor first... But I wasn't watching those. Okay. Well, <laughs> Sorry. Um, That's always my point. We've got a glut of all-rounders. So Christian, Marsh, Hazelwood... Oh, so Christian, Christian Marsh, Enriquez. Um, I'll take uh, Enriquez and Christian. Ashton Turner is another one as well. Stoinis is another one who's in the IPLs. So you've got a glut of those fast bowling all-rounders. So I think it's going to be really key for for the guys like uh, Enriquez. And, um, well, actually, I think it's going to be really key for Stoinis to have a strong IPL as well. I think those guys, those that you can't imagine they're going to take probably more than two. I think that those guys, um, Stoinis, Christian, Enriquez, Mitchell Marsh, those guys will be playing off at two spots, I would imagine, in the final 15. So they're going to need to have um, a strong showing. Um, you'd imagine that Stark and Cummins, they'll definitely be there. So then you've got uh, Agar, Berendorf, Hazelwood, who's probably got his nose in front, um, Andrew Ty. Um, you'd imagine probably Kane Richardson's going to be... At the pointy end as well of that squad, he's been in the, the short term setup for a while and been a strong bowler in the uh, the BBL. He, <sighs> if he's going to make himself eligible for the World Cup, he have some pretty strong consideration. Berendorf's been a great short form bowler for Australia, so there's um, there's a lot there's there's a lot on offer for those for those guys on this tour to the Windies in Bangladesh. So well, they yeah. better win stuff, score it's, runs, take wickets. It, it's basically half an A tour. Half an yeah, yeah, well, you, you've got yeah. like half your side not going, so like you've still got to be pretty good and force your way in to, to get a chance. But if they score runs, they might find themselves in a World Cup side. I do think it's a um, a very big risk for guys like um, Stoyness and Jai Richardson who have yeah, gone to the IPL. Yeah, I think because so. I don't think those guys have got their spots locked in. No. Especially because fast bowlers and bowling, well, you know, seam up batting all rounders are things that we've got plenty of. Yeah. And you'd like to think that the guys that decide to forego that and do the hard work and actually go and represent their country are going to be favoured. So I would really like to see Mitch Marsh, Enriquez, and Dan Christian be afforded. Yeah. more of a chance to make the squad than Marcus Stoinis, who's sort of said, no, I'm if going back to the IPL. If it's neck and neck, you, you pick the guy who, in a who, squad. who wanted to put the, the colours yeah. on. If you go through and you've got a really strong showing from Stoinis in the IPL and a really strong showing from Dan Christian, who's playing for his country. And Dan Christian had a lucrative contract in the NatWest T20 Blast in England. So he's given up that to come and play for Australia. So it's yeah. not like, oh, I'm not doing anything anyway. Um, he had commitments. Ben McDermott had commitments. He was over in the um, yeah, over in the the T Twenty Blast over there. I so like I'd like that. to think that if those players are putting up similar sort of numbers, that you go with the guy that's putting up those numbers for his country. Yeah, and already playing in that environment. You know, obviously Cummins, Warner, Maxwell, yeah. and if Smith if he's healthy, they're going to walk back into the side. Like, yeah, they'll be there. To, to Smith me, is only injured, so we don't have to worry about like, that. But like saying no to that kind of money is uh, it's kind of like. At a local level, when you're your guy who you, you've wanted to show up, 
just stands up to his missus and says, no, nah, I'm playing. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the equivalent. Uh, I've got to go to a yeah. wedding this yeah. weekend. Oh, I'm not going. I've got cricket with the I'm boys. Going. Exactly. And he knows that he's going he's yeah. to hear about it afterwards, but he rocks up anyway. anyway. <laughs> oh, I love it. We'll have to do a local cricket here. Local I know. We haven't done one for a while. Um, but, yeah, so I think the Joy Richardson – you know, obviously a very talented man and probably going to be one of those guys, I reckon. He's probably got, you'd imagine that Cummins, Stark and Jai Richardson, I think, are probably the guys with their noses in front to make that squad. Hazelwood would probably be about there as well. Plenty of international experience. But, you know, if Jai goes and has a, a poorish finish to the IPL and guys like Berendorf and Hazelwood go absolutely crackers over in this tour... I would like to think that the guys that forewent that, especially you know, Mitchell Stark, he would have been eligible for the IPL, you'd imagine, and didn't do it. Those yeah. guys sort of get the, the nod because I think that's the way you try to get people to not forego national representation for yeah. franchise cricket is, you know, don't put a black mark next to them, but if you've got a guy that's done a good job for your country yeah. and a good job without being great in the IPL... And they're playing off for the same spot. Give it to the guy that's there. He's already in the team. Mm. Reward the guy that's doing the job for his country. That's the end of the day. What you're trying to do as a cricketer is yeah. play for your country. So, yeah, I think and, it's a, and he, he just knows he knows his role in the side a bit better. You know, he's around the guys. Um, you know, they're all training together. They they know what what to yeah. expect. Yeah. So yeah, I think it's a, a really big risk for for Sto- especially Stoinis more than than Jai Richardson because. Mm. Um, well, he, he's, he's one of those guys who hasn't made the step up. Yeah, and, and to be fair, I, you'll get a similar job. You'll get a similar job out of any of those guys. As much as we don't like Mitch Marsh and we're not a fan of how many opportunities have been afforded, at this level, at T20 level, you're, it's it's a toss-up. If you pick those guys, Stoinis, Marsh, Enriquez, Christian. They're yeah, pretty close. Yeah. Those It's a toss-up who has a better game. Like mm-hmm. those guys, on any given day, either of those guys... You know, I think that Christian will do a better job of the ball yeah. um, more consistently than the other guys. As but long as he doesn't do that weird go around the wicket collapse in his leg. Um, that worked early, but Stoinis, gosh, it got old. Stoinis on his day is the most destructive batsman, but we've seen yeah. Christian do a great job. We've seen Enriquez yeah. do a good job. We've seen Marsh do a good job. So Plus, those other guys play in the middle order, and we've kind of got that top order Sort of up. settled, and that's yeah. where you'd say that Stoinis is at his most effective is time at the crease, whereas yeah. I think looking at that, that for my personal pick, that Christian would be ahead as, oh. as a guy that yeah. offers more with the ball and, you know, can just go in and just swing for cow from day, day from, on from his ball day, dog. he can, he oh. can chase down anything. I, I'd, I'd pick 10 Dan Christians ahead of one Stoinis. <laughs> totally. Every day of the week. Well, yeah, because you've got 10 players. Like, <laughs> Do you mean yeah. one Dan Christian ahead of 10 Stoinis? Oh, you you know what I mean. <laughs> Um, yeah, so very exciting. We've still got the tour going ahead. Disappointed that we're not going to get our full team in action, but like it's uh, an audition for these young guys, these fringe guys to come through and and make a difference. So um, mm. hopefully some of them make their mark. And I really, we we've heard in the podcast before how I feel about especially players who are playing in lucrative cricket systems like England, like Australia, foregoing national honours to play franchise cricket. I I'm pretty sure you love it. You're all for it. <laughs> I um, it's one of the things I can't stand. Like I'm not going to hold someone from Nepal or Afghanistan or anywhere like that where they're making no money at all 
if they're given a chance to go and play IPL or play for their country. I mean, like I said, there's yeah. a shelf Come life. On. There's a shelf life, and you've got to look after <laughs> look after yourself to a some level. But yeah. let's not kid around. All these Australian cricketers are well looked after. Yeah. Well looked after. Um, they, yeah. you know, they could afford to have gone, you know what, the IPL, you guys couldn't run the IPL safely before when we were supposed to have it. I, I'm not missing out on games for my country now. When you put it back in the, its window next year, we'll all schedule international cricket around you because that's the way the IPL works. But you don't get two bites of this cherry. You stuffed up the first time round, you, you get a half-finished product or you get less yeah. quality players returning. Like I'm, I'd like to think if I was in that situation that I would be... You know, if I was a, one of the lucrative T20 specialists in the world and had lots of money being thrown at me, I would have the, the guts to stand up and go, look, no, I was prepared to play for you yeah. in back then, but um, no, no, I got I got games for my country coming up. I'm yeah. not going to be able to return. Uh, there'd be something in their contract or something. Yeah, yeah. Oh. They'd be worried about getting sued, I imagine. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, anyway. People leave franchise cricket to go play international cricket all the time, so. Yeah. I'd like to think if that's the case, I wouldn't sign a contract. There, there would have been a renegotiation with a different schedule. Yeah. Never thought. Yeah. With a new schedule, you think that those clauses going, if you're playing, you're playing until the, the yep. we cease would be like I mean, all the like all the players that went home, like um before it really hit their thing, like oh, Zampa yeah, and Kane Richardson, they just went, No, no, we're out, sorry guys. They're not hit with a breach of contract or anything like that. So oh. Well, good luck to the guys, and um, I'm really hoping, well, I'll be up watching that because I'm off work as of next week. Really? Yes. Got four months off. Do, 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 do. Just in time for all the cricket. I've got two weeks. We, we should hang out. Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> we should have a net when it stops raining oh, here. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think. You maybe know, when it's not quite maybe, so cold. Maybe. <laughs> a bit maybe, later in the day. Maybe yeah. in three and a half months. It was a two-week thing. <laughs> All right, that'll do us for uh, another week. Um, so, yeah, we covered a few topics in that. Been a bit of a long one. Um, anyone who's a bit more familiar with the situation in South Africa, we would really like to hear from you because, like, we, well, like I said, I'm not from around there. I don't know what's going on. This is my opinion looking at it. But if, there's some, if you've got some points to offer around why... You know, measures of that magnitude are still an appropriate thing for South African cricket. We'd love to hear it because, like I said, we we've never lived with any anything remotely close to that kind of that kind of racism and having to recover from that. Not only you know as as a nation, we we haven't we haven't had to deal with that. We've been quite blessed in our lives that that's not an issue that we've had to face. So from the outside in, it just seems like such a a foreign concept. So if anyone is familiar with what's going on over there and can offer a uh, an opinion why that that's that's the way to go. We would love to hear from it because you know it's such a great sport, cricket, where we can interact with so many people from so many different countries. So that's what it's all about. Yeah. See you all next time. All right. Bye, Bye. for now. Bye. Over. Sports Social Podcast Network. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.